The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Oh, what's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our Rivalry Week College Football Mega Preview. Now, before we even get started, a big-time thank you and an apology for this morning. We had some severe tech issues. We just couldn't figure it out. But guess what we did find out? That you guys are amazing. Because you sat in the chat, and we discussed, and we talked, and we dropped in picks for over a half an hour just in the chat. That's how great all of you are. But we are back, and we are ready to roll. Now, I will tell you this. That Chip is on assignment. We let him go home a little bit early for Thanksgiving because he's in a part of the country where the traffic is brutal. So. I got two of my three absolute very best. Now, last week, we had a really solid week. Here's what it looks like. AB was three and two. Look at Chip. He earned himself a week off. How about that? Five out of six. And EC, three out of three. So as a show, really, really good. But we're only as good as our latest venture. So bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. My five-tool player, A.B., is here. E.C. is here, and we are ready to go. Now, E.C., you came on in our little production meeting. You said this is your favorite week. Why? Oh, I love it, Coach. There's just so many games that I wanted to pick. I have so many picks on this show, I couldn't help myself. You know, normally I try to keep it to, like, six official plays and a couple leans. I have so many leans. I have so many official plays. I have a futures play. It's just too much, Coach. I couldn't help myself. A.B., Right now, I'm a little distracted because our squads are playing each other on the hardwood in Hawaii as we speak. Tennessee and Kansas. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon, EC. And I love, first off, this time of the year where we have all kinds of sports going, and especially at like 11 in the morning when you have games just flying off all over the radar. And then number two, EC is correct. This is his favorite week because all of what he just listed, and it was so much that I even left off one pick off the recap screen because, well, I'm a dumb-dumb, but EC just went heavy in the paint this week, and I love it. It's awesome. (laughs) And let me say this, A.B., I am going to quote you later in the show. I will just say this. You and I had a text exchange earlier this week, and that played into one of my picks for later in the show with a direct AB quote. That's a tease. Wow. We're adding quotes to the show now. Wow. All right. Hashtag next level. So let's get into it, gentlemen. And for those of you that are brand new to this show, we like to break down all the top games according to us, and then we'll give you our best bets for an early slate 
and our best bets for an afternoon slate. But this week's a little bit different. We got one game on Thursday. We're not, it's not a big game. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, it's going to stink. But there are 13 games on Friday. And gentlemen, we're starting with this one right here. We're going to the great state of Texas. Texas Tech and the Texas Longhorns. Minus 12 and a half for Texas. The total sitting at 52 and a half. You've already blown one of your sayings of saying lean. You know the rule. Over two and a half is the number. So EC, I'm going to start with you, big boy. Where are you heading on this one? Well, coach, you're going to I'm going to play that overline confidently today in this show. We'll just I'll just, you know, directionally show if you're watching the video here. All right, hey, uh Texas Tech Texas over 52 and a half, not an official play. The over has hit in five straight meetings between these two teams. There've been no less than 71 points in each of those games. But these teams are a combined 15 and 7 to the under this year. That's why I'm not making it official. We know Texas that needs to take care of business to secure a Big 12 championship shot, but style points do matter, as AB and I and Chip have discussed repeatedly throughout the year. Texas needs to be super impressive to try to jump teams uh, if it all works out and, and Florida State loses in the championship week. I don't know if they'll get it done with this particular score, but I'm going Texas 35, Texas Tech 20. The overhits barely. Texas barely covers, but not an official play coach. Well, I'll tell you what, A.B. would be very, very happy with that particular play or that particular score because your lean would be what, A.B.? Texas minus 12 and a half. And the reason being pretty much for what EC just laid out, Texas has to win. They have to keep going and they have to do it with some style because if they're going to get in the college football playoff, they're going to have to really impress the voters and maybe get a little luck with teams that are in front of them. The only reason, though, that I'm not making this an official pick, and I hate to say it, I was born in the state of Texas. Texas, I can't trust you as far as I can see you. Every time I bet on you, you just let me down. You'll win the game, but win by 11 or 12 with some stupid play. It drives me nuts. So again, and I say that saying every single Texas fan will say the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm crazy. So I do believe that Texas gets the job done. That said, not going to wager on it. A little too risky for me. That's probably smart because Texas Tech has shown signs Signs, I will say, this year of having a an adequate offense. Let's say that. Just enough to and you make bring, this. Yeah, and I, sorry, Coach, I did not interrupt you, but you, you bring up an excellent point that needs to be said across the board, all right? With rivalry week, all right, and we're going to see it in some other games too, you not only have rivals playing each other, but you're going to have a team that has everything to play for, team that has nothing to play for, they absolutely hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. They're in the same state, like everything. So these underdogs would love nothing more than to ruin mm. their seasons. So big spreads like that, Coach, you that's an excellent point that you're making. Be careful. Thank you. I just made a very good point, <laughs> an excellent point, according to AB. I'll take it. Game number two. Quote that one now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put that in a quote panel. All right. We're going to go to the great state of Oregon for game number two. It is the Beavers who last week had a chance and couldn't get it done in the rain against Washington. So how will they bounce back against an Oregon team that when you talk about motivation, you talk about needing to win with style? Well, they're exactly that team. Because let's remember, Washington's in the top four. So is Ohio State. So is Michigan, who play each other this weekend. 
So Oregon has a ton to play for. Lane 13 and a half, the total 62 and a half. Now, AB, I'm coming right back to you because you do have two official plays on this game, which are? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Two official plays on Oregon and everything I just said about in-state rivals, just put it on pause for just a second. We're going to take Oregon first half, team total over 20 and a half, at minus 115, and we're going to take Oregon's second half team total over 19 and a half at minus 115, and I will absolutely tell you why, because head coach Dan Lanning stated, said it out loud, this is our Super Bowl. Said it. Want everyone to know that they are coming for blood, and that's what Oregon is doing. They have everything to play for. They have to win to get any chance of getting in the college football playoff, not to mention their quarterback is currently the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. So they would love to bring that home, not only for the school, but for him and Bo Nix himself. I don't think that Oregon stopped scoring at all throughout this game, and that's why I love playing the first half and the second half. I have no idea what Oregon State's going to give you. They are a completely different team on the road than they are at home, and this one ain't at home, Haas. It's not in Corvallis. So we could hit both of these plays, but the best part about it is that if we don't hit the first half, buddy, we are nailing the second half because Oregon is going to put up points. So play them both. And the beautiful part is, even though these aren't even numbers, Oregon goes for two like half the time. There's yeah. it's, it's going to be on an odd odd number, very very quickly. All right, AB, love those two plays. Now, EC, I don't know if you heard what AB just said, but the head coach for Oregon said this is a Super Bowl. But yet I'm looking at your lean, and per usual, going the other way. Explain yourself. Coach, I'm biased. I really want Oregon to lose here. You know why? If they why? lose and Arizona wins on Saturday, it's Arizona versus Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. You better believe it. Bear down. But it's not happening. Oregon State's not winning this football game at Outson Stadium. I do think they can keep it close. This game has backdoor cover written all over it. I have it Oregon 35, Oregon State 24. But here's my official play. Bo Nix to win the Heisman, as A.B. mentioned, at plus 140. He has a 78.1% completion percentage that leads FBS and would be an FBS record uh, over, I think Mac Jones holds it from a couple of years ago. He has set, he's completed 72 or more percent of his passes in all 11 games this season. He has 40 total touchdowns and only two interceptions. He's chasing Jaden Daniels, who's putting up monster numbers for LSU. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But Bo Nix has two big games left against two ranked teams. I think at plus 140, there's great value there. I'm rolling with Knicks to win the Heisman and Oregon State 
you know, not an official play to maybe backdoor this one and get that plus 13 and a half. So who are the guys that Bo Nix should be worried about or the fans could be worried about that could make this play not hit perhaps? So so Jaden Daniels from LSU is the favorite. He has 46 total touchdowns. His numbers are insane, but they're, they're a three-loss team that's not going anywhere and playing a zero-motivation Texas A&M team this weekend. Nix has a chance to win the Heisman by winning this week and then next week against Washington getting some revenge. The other candidate is Michael Penix Jr., and his stats just don't stack up to Bo Nix's. So I think Nix at plus money, if you believe that a guy leading his team to the college football playoff with great stats is more important than a guy putting up video game numbers with a terrible defense and in a league, you know, in games that nobody cares about at this point in the year, that's the reason I'm playing Nix at this, at this price. AB go. If Oregon and Washington play in the conference championship, the quarter, the winning quarterback will win the Heisman Trophy. It's going to be Penix or Bo Nix. Now, Jada Daniels, as he said, might actually be the best player. But mm -hmm. LSU's got, what, three losses? Like, mm -hmm. I just don't think mm -hmm. that they're going to give it to him. So if you see Penix versus Nix, and Penix has already won the first one. Washington beat Oregon. So if Penix wins the second one, they're going to give it to him. If Bo Nix goes crazy... There you go. I, I just don't think Washington's playing well enough, A.B. I, I think their defense, you know, and I don't have an official pick in the Apple Cup with uh, Washington and Washington State, but the, the Huskies' defense has not has not been overly great. And remember, yeah, Oregon should have beaten them the first time. What he said was whoever wins that game will win the – that's all he said? No, I know. Of course. I just don't – you know, I would be surprised if Washington won that game next week. And we'll make a pick on it, obviously, on the show. Yeah. I would be shocked if Washington won that game, honestly. Who won the first matchup? I, I – Oregon should have won the first matchup. Oh, that's all I'm saying. They had a fourth down to try to win the game. That was an almost shocked. win. Shocked? They just beat them. Shocked? You know really? what, Coach? I had the under in that game, and all Oregon needed to do was hit that fourth down play, and I hit my under, and that didn't happen. So, yes, I'm bitter. I love That's you, why. No, that's so why Oregon this week is going to score 7,000 points because Everything is riding. I agree. Exactly go Bees. I agree. That's go Bees. <laughs> All right, game number three. And this is this is really the game. This is really the game this weekend. I mean, we're already talking back and forth. You got number three against number four. Well, excuse me, number two against number three. This is for everything. Now, there is a scenario, gentlemen, I guess, that one could lose and they both could make it in, but that's not likely. This is usually win and you're in, lose, and you're going to play somewhere on January 1st, probably the Rose Bowl. All right. I don't even know what the bowls are this year. So here are the numbers. Michigan minus three and a half. The total 46. And EC, let me come over to you because Michigan has been, emphasis on has been, an under team this year. Do you think this week they will continue to be? Well, actually, Coach, one of the best under teams in college football is Ohio State, who is nine and two to the under this year. These have the these two teams have the two best scoring defenses in college football. Uh, Michigan giving up nine points a game, Ohio State nine point three. No team has allowed single digits over a season since Alabama in twenty eleven when they gave up eight point two a game, which is wild. OSU hasn't allowed more than seventeen points in the game, and Michigan did for the first time last week against Maryland. I just. You know, I, the over has hit in nine straight meetings. I know Barrett Salee on the website. He loves the over. I, I'm just all over this under. I think these defenses rule. I, I have not been impressed with what I've seen from Michigan's offense in the last three games. No touchdown passes for J.J. McCarthy. I'm going under 45 and a half. And I'll tell you what, Coach, I also kind of like the upset here. 
Uh, I'm picking Ohio State 23, Michigan 17. Just a, a hunch play. I like the way the Buckeyes are playing. I don't know if I trust Michigan as much with Sharon Moore calling plays. I normally tail every single play on this game, but there is not a universe. And I know this is a best bet. I know it's a smart bet. I will give you that. But there is no universe where I am betting the under in Ohio State and Michigan and watching that entire game going, no, no, nobody scored. No, nobody scored. No, no. Two best defenses in the country. I I didn't say it wasn't a smart bet. I said I can't do it because I can't root for the big game like that. I I would rather have 35-31. I don't want 13-9. to I I want to win. I don't care what the score is. If it's 3-0, I want to win. Oh, you're the worst football fan I've ever heard. How can you even say that? (laughs) <laughs> All right, we got we got to put a pin in that. Oh my goodness! So, did you notice the last thing he said, AB? Though, I feel like that was a shot at you. I really do. What is your lean on this game? Uh, the underdog is Ohio State. Just to be clear, that was a shot. I you see. <laughs> I felt that one. Now I'm kidding. It was. But I'm gonna lean. I, I, I'm not gonna bet this game because I w- actually just want to watch this game without any bets on it whatsoever. It's the only one that I just want to focus on. I'm leaning Michigan minus three and a half. Here's the thing. Ohio State turned in Michigan. All this Jim Harbaugh stuff came from Ohio State. Blood has been drawn, and they already hated each other. I mean, you talk about the most hated rivalry in college sports. You're looking at it right here, and now you add an extra juice to it. Here's the thing that scares me. Ohio State kind of lives off of that. They kind of like doing that to you, and then you are you spend all week energy amped up, and they say, ah, you shouldn't have done it. Bam, we're going to come in. That being said, Michigan is so good. They're so efficient, and Coach, I'm with you. Both of these defenses are great. But Michigan scores so fast and so early. They're just like the 49ers that, you know what? If somebody scores quickly, it changes the defense because you've got to start getting points and getting on the scoreboard here. So I lean Michigan, but damn, I cannot wait to watch this game. It is going to be phenomenal. I can't even imagine the atmosphere in EC's house during this game. By the way, Japan underscore five says, Coach, where did you find this guy? I ask myself the same question every single day. I'm trying to give you winners. Jarvis says, says, don't block EC, Coach. Don't do it. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, all right, I'm not going to do it for right now. I'm not going to do it for right now. I'm not going to do it for right now. Game number four. This one. This year, it's going to be one-sided. When you pay somebody $1.8 million to show up and kick your butt, you do not deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Alabama. And that's what happened to Auburn last week. New Mexico State showed up, got a big check, and beat them. So now here's what it looks like. 14 and a half, Bama coming in, flexing muscles, still a chance at the playoff, a very much a chance at the college football playoff. Total 49. What a shock. You both are on opposite sides of the fence. So I would love, you know, I'm going to start with AB. I'm going to start with AB first. AB, which side do you like here? Alabama minus 14 and a half. And I will tell you why they are playing phenomenal football. The, the Alabama team that you saw in week one, week two, week three, they even benched their quarterback. It worked. They finally got their team playing Alabama, Nick Saban football, and it is lining up here. So normally I would say in this rivalry, because I've seen this rivalry up close since I was a kid. Every time that there is a really good team and a team that's really just far below, the team that's far below wins outright. We saw the kick six. We've seen it so many times. This is the weirdest rivalry in the history of college football. It's strange, man, but it's not going to be this year. I like Hugh Freeze at Alabama, but or at Auburn, but Alabama's just, they're going to be too much. They're, they're just going to be too much, and they're going to be motivated to continue doing it. I'm rolling the tide here. Okay, so you're rolling with Alabama. And just remind me, A.B., because my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. What's the spread in this game? 14 and a half. 14 and a half. And can you do some math for me, please? What is 31 minus 10? 21. Interesting. Because EC, that would be the score that New Mexico State beat Auburn by last week by 21 points. But yet, yeah, and I don't want to hear odds ah, lean. No, this is who you think is going to cover. Yeah, it is. Auburn getting 14 and a half. Explain yourself. Yeah, and I'm going to do a double lean for you, Coach, because I can say the word here. I'm going Auburn plus 14 and a half and over 49. So I'm doing two picks on this game. You want to get your SGPs in this weekend on BetMGM. So did Auburn get caught looking ahead last week? Yeah, they probably did. Will Alabama get caught looking ahead this week to Georgia? They might. Remember in 2021, though, guys, Alabama was 10 and 1. They were facing a 6 and 5 Auburn team. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? Do you remember what the score was? It's 24-22 Alabama in four overtimes. You never know what happens in this rivalry. Also, the home team is 6-0 against the spread in their last six in this rivalry. Alabama, 6-0-1 to the over in their last seven games. Auburn, 6-1 to the over in their last seven against ranked teams. This is going to be higher scoring than the odds makers think. I think Auburn finds a way maybe to backdoor this or maybe to keep it closer. Alabama, 34, Auburn, 20. So close, but... There's no question. I I like the over, too. Alabama's turned into an over team. They score really, really quick, and they score really, really often. 
Coach, may I say one thing? I, I forgot to mention this on the Michigan-Ohio State game. Something yep. to pay attention to for the next week, all right? The winner is going to play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Iowa plays on Friday. They're going to have an extra day to sit as a team on Saturday and watch Michigan and Ohio State and say, hmm, okay. And it's going to be a bloodbath rock fight between those two teams coming in against Iowa, who doesn't give up many points. I would hammer the under in the Big Ten Championship after that game. Oh, the under AB is going to be in the 30s. Or I mean, how is Iowa scoring more than Wait three points? Wait till I show you game? this in a minute. Go ahead, sorry. How are they scoring more than three points in that game? Against Michigan or Ohio State's defense. That's what I'm saying. I know. Oh, I thought you were talking about Auburn. Are we still in the Auburn game? No, no. I was talking about Michigan and Ohio State. No, but, no, I know. You know even then? How are they going to score more than three? Oh, yeah. oh Auburn, <laughs> Auburn. Listen, Coach, that was Hugh good. Freeze, no, that was good. It's, it's Hugh Freeze's first game in the rivalry. That matters. He gets it. He knows how to play Nick Saban tough from his days at Ole Miss. AB will tell you that. Hugh He's Freeze is no Nick Saban easy. At Ole Miss. Yeah, that's right. Hey, He's but you know what? You know what, though? A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf ain't walking through that that's door. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the whole point. E.C., I love you to death, but you love to talk about 2021 or 2019 when literally the transfer portal didn't exist and these teams change year to year to year But you to just year. said. How did, you both how did just said. Here's the question. Here's the question. How did Ole Miss have A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and they won seven games? What? <laughs> <laughs> good question but you, you listen you guys mentioned earlier in rivalry week you never know what these bigger spreads that's what i'm saying this is a game that 14 and a half is a weird spread you could they could win by two touchdowns i'm still covering not if i buy you a point down to 13 and a half which is exactly what i'm gonna do so i'll take the minus 140 kid i'm happy to do it by the way how confident are you that Auburn. <laughs> we're not. We're not. This one. It's not an official play, so I'm not that confident. See, we, we love to hide behind leans. It's not an official. I'm done with that. You either you step up or you. I don't. have to make a pick on the game, so I gave you a pick on the game. Oh, it would not God. have been my top choice. I have plenty of others. And do I have a pick on the game? But yet I'm willing to step out front. I'm willing to step out front. I don't have a. I didn't even mention the game. If there's what any. I statement to be made and i mean this like i say it joking but i'm not joking coach is the most unafraid human being on this brand he will step out and say let's go who wants some who wants the smoke to anybody to anybody <laughs> sorry we got a few minutes left dc that's on the table all right our last official big game and this one really took a hit. And all kidding aside, you hate to see really any player, but any star player go down this late into the season. So now Florida State, they must move forward without their superstar. They're favored by six and a half. They did score a lot of points last week after he went out, but they don't have a replacement for him. Not at that level, certainly. Florida plus 200 as an underdog. So, A.B., let me come to you first because when you don't have quarterbacks, it makes it really difficult to do what? It makes it a large task to win on the road and score points. We are going to take the under 49 and a half because a couple reasons. Number one, you're right. No Jordan Travis for Florida State. Obviously, that is a massive deal. But I also think that it is going to affect the entire locker room when looking ahead of all the big things. They've got the conference championship next 
week. Florida, not that good of a team. I'm not saying they're going to overlook them because you can't with a backup quarterback, but your mind is in just 30 different places for Florida State and Mike Norvell, the head coach, play calling as well. Look on the other side, Florida, all right? Billy Napier needs to win this game. It's been a weird, odd year for Florida, and the Gator fans are getting restless already, and they want and need to get a win. I don't know if they're going to do it. They could, but I do think that you're going to see two teams that really don't want to make a big mistake early, and it's going to be just a rock fight of a game. Maybe the under 49 and a half. Yeah, it could be ugly to watch. And normally when you have an under game that's ugly to watch and you're trying to figure out which side do I play, EC, you normally go with the side that you're getting the points. Do you agree? In this case, I do, Coach. Uh, you know, our, our buddy Steve Scott from the Early Wedge is in the chat. And on the first show that we did this year, I was ripping his alma mater, the University of Florida, against Utah. I said Utah would cover, and I was correct. So, Steve, I owe you one. I'm going with Florida plus six and a half here, and I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, as, as A.B. said, I really want Billy Napier to get a lifetime contract because if he doesn't, who is in line to replace him? Uh, a Florida alum who happens to be coaching my alma mater, the University of Arizona, named Jed Fish. So, yeah, Billy, we want you to be great. I hope you win as many games as possible and get a lifetime deal. We want to keep Jed at Arizona. All right. We've got two backup quarterbacks, so flip a coin. I think A.B. is on the right side with this under. You know, Florida's 3-0-1 against the spread in the last four meetings. You got to throw out everything else that Florida State's done, scored 30 points here. But it just it doesn't matter with these backup quarterbacks. We don't know what to expect, but I really think the swamp crowd and helping Florida get to a bowl game because they need this game to do so. Give me the upset to, to mess up the college football playoff picture. Florida 24, Florida State 23. Man, who knew our main man, Steve Scott, was all over the football game this week? I'd love to say go Gators, but not feeling it even in the swamp. Gators starting quarterback out, too. Definitely the under. And he's uh, right. Both of these teams can run the football, and they're going to look to do that, to not let a backup quarterback make a big mistake. Steve's right. Coach, you're right. Like I, I think we're all seeing the same thing, which could be frightening, but I think that we're all seeing it. Yeah, under feels like the play. But but don't you want to see, A.B., don't you want to see Florida State lose? I mean, without Jordan Travis, this is a team that's going to get pasted by Georgia or Ohio State or Michigan or Oregon in the college football playoff. I'm sorry, Seminoles fans. I don't want to see you with a backup quarterback. Give me the, the heavyweights. I'd much rather see Texas than Florida State. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, th I think the uh, the committee will handle that one for us. I don't. They did it this week. Can't week. Leave I handle that for you. Yeah, they'll, they'll handle that for you. By you the way, can't Steve, leave out a thirteen and zero team though. You can't. You can't uh, do Steve, it. I owe you a call, and I'll make that happen next week. And the early wedge, by the way, will be back first week of January. We're going to follow the new PGA Tour schedule. By the way. Tiger Woods announcing he'll play next week in the Hero World Challenge, and also him and his son are going to play in the PNC Championship. Announced that today as well. If you guys don't know about Steve, he famously went one-on-one -on -one with the great one years ago. You don't know about it? Read his book, which I have right here on my desk. Read it. Now, it's time to get to our board because that's what we come. We're coming off a fantastic week. So we like to chop it up. So let's go early slate first. And, A.B., let's start. I can't, I can't even believe this isn't a team total. This is actually a total. Yeah. And we, we just, out of principle, we've got to make this the first pick of the show. What do you got on Friday, big boy? And I'm going to leave everyone on the screen because I want you all to see this at the same time. Iowa, I'm going to have to lean up. Iowa, Nebraska. Over 25 and a half. That 
is the total for the game with these two teams? I'm tired of leaning up here. We're going to do this. All right. I have to do this out of principle. Uh, 25 and a half. My goodness, man. This game is on Friday. So understand it is not a Saturday game. As we mentioned, Iowa going to play in the Big Ten Championship there. You know what, Nebraska? This is a big one for them, too. Matt Rule would love to cap off the regular season with a nice win there at home against a good ranked team. And again, principal, man, 25 and a half. I have to take the over here. I'm almost tempted out of principle to take the first half over too. I mean, this is really, was it 12 and a half, 13 for the first half? Oh my gosh. Embarrassing. If you're either one of these two, embarrassing that it's you can not. see a total of this. Embarrassing. All right, let's move to the Saturday early slate. And EC, I'm coming over to you because you have three big plays. One, I absolutely love, and I guarantee you it's under the radar, and it involves Rice. So why don't we start there? Well, Rice let us down last week, Coach. We tried this with them against Charlotte, but Charlotte's not much of an over team, so I've learned my lesson. The Florida Atlantic Rice over 48.5 is minus 110. FAU is 6-1 and one to the over in their last seven games on the road. In their last three, they've scored on the road. They've scored 56, 38, and 42 points themselves. Rice is 12-2 and two to the over in their last 14 games at home. In their last three home games, they've scored 31, 28, and 31. This game seems like it's going to be higher scoring. In six games at home this season, Rice totals are game totals averaging 64.2 points a game. I don't know if we'll get that high at this point, but I think Rice wins this game 31-28. All right, our next game here, let's go LSU-Texas A&M over 66.5. LSU is chasing a Heisman Trophy for Jaden Daniels, which we talked about earlier in the show, who has 46 total touchdowns. LSU has scored 48 or more points six times in their last seven games. They're just trying to run it up at this point, guys. It's kind of ridiculous. Their 14-game overline streak was snapped last week because they called off the dogs after being up 56-14. to 14. They missed it by like a point and a half. Texas A&M has scored 30, 35, 51, and 38 points themselves in the last four games. This game is going to be a shootout. LSU 41, Texas A&M 34. And, you know, somebody mentioned this in the chat earlier, and it was, uh, you know, right off the start of the show. I have been fading Colorado since September, and I've been right some of the time, but now it's time. After what we saw from last week, they've quit on Dion. So let's go to the Rumble in the Rockies. You know, I love making picks on Utah games. I have made a uh, pick on eight Utah games thus far, the most of any team that I've made a pick on on this show, and I'm 6-2 and against the spread. So we're going to go with Utah minus 21.5 at home against Colorado. Utah has beaten 15 straight unranked opponents by double-digit points at home. They are 6-0 this year when allowing less than 21 points. And by the way, in those six games, they've given up 14 or less in each. Utah has won the last six meetings by an average of 25 points a game. And I would be shocked if Shador Sanders played. He got hurt last week. I don't think he's coming back. Colorado's defense stinks. They've given up 36 points a game this season. Only Stanford is a little bit worse than them. I think this is going to be ugly for the Buffs. Utah 41, Colorado 10. We fade Colorado. And finally, as Chip likes to play that sounder, do you believe I do in Utah this week? <laughs> yeah, I know you can still hear me and look how quickly I'm right back up. See that? That's like next level hosting right there. All right. Uh, by the way, if you guys didn't believe me, I don't lie to you. There's the book right there. Hey, Tiger, you need to move your mark back. If you're looking for a good <laughs> holiday gift, uh, buy it. Hey, Steve, put in the chat. Where the, where's, where's the website? 
We need a nice little uh, Christmas present. The nine words that changed the game of golf forever. That's our guy from the early wedge. That's a that's Please. such a good title. Like it's Isn't perfect. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. still waiting for my putting lesson. I want <laughs> Steve promised me a putting lesson months uh, nine months ago. I'm ready. And he said, as soon as you hit an ace parlay on the college football preview, then we'll do that. We're still waiting. We're EC, still waiting. I'll I'll give you a put. I'll give you a putting lesson right here. All right, mm -hmm. line up. Don't think. Relax. Go quick. Don't stand well, over do. the ball. Quickest golfer you you'll ever meet, AB. Right here, yeah. hundred bucks an hour, right there. All right. Now I know there's one game that EC just gave out that we like to use the word when I talk to buckets synergy. So, AB, if we're talking the over in the LSU game then that means that the favorite team needs to get after it. Who do you like? This is an awful matchup for Texas A&M. One, LSU, we're going to take the minus 11 and a half. Here's why. LSU has every reason to score 8 trillion points and set a nice finish to the regular season for Brian Kelly, Jaden Daniels, and that team. EC mentioned, Jaden Daniels is up there for the Heisman Trophy. You don't think that they're going to do everything that they can to give them the best shot possible because that's good recruiting for quarterbacks down the road. Number two, Texas A&M just lost their head coach. Usually it could be bad in the locker room after that. I don't think anybody's too upset, but what they are doing is thinking about their options because you don't know who's going to be the head coach next year and the players are going to look at the transfer portal. I'm not saying that they're going to leave. But you're going to look. If somebody is saying, we're going to bulldoze your neighborhood, you know what you start doing in the meantime? I'm going to look for different houses, right? That's what you want to do and cover your bases. So we're going to take LSU uh, minus 11 and a half there at home. Then finally, Louisville playing Kentucky. You'll take Louisville minus seven. Tenth ranked team in the country. Again, every reason to continue and finish the regular season properly with a win over a team that they hate. And I've been around this rivalry my entire life, and I understand Louisville gets treated like second-class citizens in the state of Kentucky by Kentucky people. They always put basketball up there, which Louisville's been pretty damn good at as well, but Kentucky, the fans, let them know about it all the time. So there's no love lost, and Louisville will want to score as many points as possible. And I think Kentucky, after that loss, um, just kind of done. South Carolina, that was a bad, bad look. I think toast. Take Louisville. Hey, AC, AC, I'm just curious. What did uh, AB just say the last 15, 20 seconds? Oh, uh, he's bitter about Kentucky uh, last week. Yes. That cost him one of his picks. Mm -hmm. So Louisville is very, very good at home. Only one against the spread loss at home this season. So I like that Louisville minus seven. Yes, no, no. Like what did he say? Not what you said. Uh, what I'm just he, say? He, like, he said Kentucky's done. He said Kentucky's quit after losing last week. Yeah, so I, I, just, so I, I just, got you. No, you didn't listen because you're over here going, Steve Scott, give me a putting lesson. And then, and then uh, Steve says, I'll help you anytime. And you go, Oh, I need a lesson or two badly the next time you come to Arizona. Stop it. Just stop it. He's not going to take, take a road game to give him blessings. Yeah. Come on, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Fly out to Arizona. I need you here. <laughs> exactly. All right. Hey, AB. we're not paying for your trance. That's what EC said. Do not invoice. Yeah, do not. Steve will pay for his, but you don't invoice. All right. Now, I got two plays in the late slate on Saturday. And 
Isn't it ironic, A.B., that E.C. would pick the same team that whipped Auburn's butt a week ago on the money line, but yet he thinks Auburn is going to cover against Alabama? Very interesting. (laughs) Who is New Mexico State even playing? I didn't look it up because I thought this was a joke. Uh, No, seriously, Coach, they're playing my old buddy Rich Rod in Jacksonville State at home. And they're getting points. So we're going to take them on the money line at plus 105. These are two of the best teams against the spread in the country. New Mexico State has played 12 games. They are 10-2. and Jacksonville State is 8-2-1 and against spread. Pretty darn good. But New Mexico State has two wins in the last two weeks, better than anything that Jacksonville State has done all year. They won as a a 4.5-point dog at Western Kentucky and a 25-point dog at Auburn, which is, as you've mentioned many times, Coach, they won by three touchdowns. (laughs) New Mexico State has covered in nine straight now, Jacksonville State is ineligible for the conference title, conference USA title game because of these stupid NCAA rules. So uh, New Mexico State goes as is. I still think the Aggies are the better team. Give me New Mexico State 27, Jacksonville State 24. And then finally, I, I know it's too many picks, but I just couldn't help myself. Cal plus nine at UCLA. So UCLA went and they had a great win over USC last week. They won 38 to 20 and they're firing their coach. Very likely Chip Kelly is gone. What does UCLA have to play for? Meanwhile, Cal's won two in a row. They're playing for a bowl game. They're five and six. They're trying to get into a bowl game. And this is the last meeting for a long time of these in-state rivals that share the same fight song melody. It's, it's kind of weird that they, even one place a fight song, you're like, which team is doing it? Because it's literally the same fight song with different words. Anyways, I just have a feeling Cal keeps this one close. I wanted to pick them outright, but instead we'll take the plus nine. I think UCLA wins close, uh, very late. UCLA 24, Cal 20. I had no idea they had the same fight song. Yep. It's so weird. When they play it, you're like, which band is playing this? I had no idea. It's the state of California fight song. And so since they're both UC schools, same melody. Same melody. Just like come on, sh- come on, Spectre. I thought he would have finished like six back. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he would love this pick, Cal plus nine. Let's yeah, go. He, he would love it. He would yeah. love it up in his neck of the woods. All right, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is what we look at as far as the recap is concerned when we're talking about picks right here. Just let it marinate. We don't read them back here on this show. No, 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 no. Take your screen grab, hashtag it pays to watch live. But as we throw those up, then you know there's one big play that we do at the very end of the show that you got to wait till even after the recap screen. And what is that? Oh, it is the ACE parlay. And as we recap what happened a week ago, (laughs) AB, I'm trying to be serious. As we recap what happened a week ago, and we look at the four legs, which we're not going to do visually because I don't want to rub it in. What was the one leg that did not hit a week ago, uh, EC? The team that scored on the first play of the game. No, no. Say the team. Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. And which team did I say would not hit even with the alternate spread that you gave out in said parlay? A team that wears orange uniforms. Say the team. (laughs) Tennessee. Exactly. And how much did they lose by, EC? A lot. It was AB, not yep, 17. Yep. I think it's 38 to 10. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. 38 to 10, which is exactly what I said. I kind of know what I'm doing, but that's all right. Cause you're back at it again this week. So let's see which one I'm going to call out this time. You're up EC. You're up. 
All right, we're giving you some value on the ace parlay this week at plus 720. So I got a text from AB on Sunday that said, quote, as soon as the Vandy Tennessee over is released, take it. Heupel will score 70 in the last game to save some face. Okay, so AB says it. I listen. Tennessee Vanderbilt over 56 and a half. That's the first leg. We're going NC State money line against North Carolina. They have won and covered in four straight games, including their last two on the road. Meanwhile, UNC has lost three of their last four against FBS teams. And oh, by the way, NC State has won two straight and five of seven in the rivalry. So we're taking them with plus money at home on the money line. I kind of like that one. And then finally, I can't help myself here. I'm not picking ASU in a rival. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Arizona minus 10 and a half. Now, coach, the Wildcats have not won in Tempe since 2011 when a future Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles, was their starting quarterback. And they have not won in Tempe by double digits since 2001. I was at both of those games, and I will be there again on Saturday. Therefore, Arizona 34, ASU 20, and the ace parlay hits at plus 720. So you're asking people to bet their hard-earned money Mm -hmm. on a team that hasn't done what you're asking them to do. Let me check my notes. In 22 years, what are we doing? Eight and three, eight and three versus three and eight. And I know you could throw out the Arizona's won five in a row. They are the number, what, 15 team in the country for a reason. They will take care of business. They will cover our spread. We will hit our ace parlay and it will get back on the winning track here. I actually don't mind this parlay at all. I actually think it's pretty good. NC State, I cast them on the over last week when they were playing against Wake Forest, I believe, correct? Uh, and I actually, I don't know what the third leg was there, but I like NC State. Oh, the Vandy over. I like that. The one I really worry about is Arizona. But I would agree. Arizona State stinks. They stink. Yeah. And I think they've mailed it in. So, And there might not be a hotter team in the country than Arizona. I, I, I you got to give them credit. They're on fire, man. It, it, I, listen, I guys. The, have to. First, first time in my life I've sat out in a pouring rainstorm twice during a game, and I said, I'm going to sit out here and experience all getting soaked and have to drive back to it. It was great. I loved every second of it. We were up 28-0 on Utah in the first 15 minutes and six seconds. This team is ready to play this week. They are not going to lose to the scum from up north. Scum. Do you know what happens when you pound on a table when you have a microphone? That is That's going to be great for the podcast. Yeah, that's going to be great. Ah! <laughs> I can already see EC like you know how you see those empty stadiums like Maxion on a Tuesday. You got that one dude who's sitting in the section all by himself in a you poncho. Yeah, in a poncho. No poncho. No, yeah. po- I will not do ponchos. No umbrellas. I take it. You know, whatever I'm wearing. You know that guy. What? You know, he bet the under and it's fifty to forty-five in the third quarter, and he's sitting there going, "What did I do? Why am I here?" That's who EC is at the game. All right, everybody, we want you to have an incredible Thanksgiving programming reminder. We will be live. I promise you, we will be live Thursday morning, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., a little extended show. We're not going to have a primetime show tomorrow, but an extended show in the morning at 10 a.m. We're talking all of the NFL games. We'll break them all down just like we always do. Then on Friday, we will also have an extended show in the morning. We will weave our props into that show. Also a Black Friday game from the NFL, full slate of college football. So we got covered the next two days live at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Again, thank you for this morning. You guys are amazing. Chatting it up for over 30 minutes. It was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, with all that being said, 
This is all the damage that we can do. There's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets to rate to the pay window. Brian Tiger, love them all. EC, our five-tool player, AB. I am the coach. Never forget about the snake, our executive producer, always hovering around the brand. It's going to be a good week. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about. Pay it forward. Be kind to one another. It's a holiday week. It's truly what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.